0: Hello, I'm John Harkin, ABI's Public Affairs Office. I'd like to welcome you to the inaugural episode of ABI's new podcast series titled "Party and in Interest." In the legal sense, a party in interest is someone who has standing to be heard by the court in a matter to be decided in a bankruptcy proceeding. In the case of this series, "Party and in Interest" highlights extraordinary members of our community for their contributions. To key bankruptcy developments, initiatives to push the practice forward, and/or passion for a cause or activity outside of the office. Hosting the discussion on today's podcast is ABI Executive Director Amy Quackenbos. The party in interest that Amy will be speaking with today is ABI President Sonit Capilla, the founding partner of Capilla Makamal LLP, based in Fort Lauderdale. An ABI member since 1994, Sonita has been a respected member of the insolvency community for nearly 30 years. Without further ado, let me turn the podcast over to Amy so you can hear Sonita's story from the distinguished man himself. Go ahead, Amy.
1: Thanks so much, John, uh, and thanks for all of you for joining us here at our live taping of this inaugural podcast. I am so excited about this podcast series, and I am especially honored to have ABI's President Sonit Kapila join me today. Welcome Sonit and thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: So over the next 15 minutes or so, I'm going to be asking you some questions um, so that the audience can get to know you a little bit better. But I'm also going to ask our live audience if they have questions for Sonit to chat them in the chat box. And at the end of uh, my questions, I'll select one lucky winner, uh, one question uh, to ask Sonit. So I hope you all can be creative and I look forward to uh, seeing what you can come up with. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get started, Sonit. There's a lot that our listeners may not know about you. You were born in Kenya. You studied in England. You opened your own firm. Then you joined with your partner, Barry Mukamal, to open up a firm together. You're a CPA, a bankruptcy trustee, fellow of the American College of Bankruptcy. You and your wife also have a family foundation that supports South Florida organizations and the University of Miami School of Law. And in doing my research, I even discovered that you have an IMDB listing. And for those of you who don't know, an IMDB listing is an internet movie database listing. This listing uh, contains information about TV and movie actors. And so Sonit has his own IMDB listing for a program that he did uh, on an episode of the TV show 2020 in 2019, where you played yourself a bankruptcy trustee. So congratulations on having your IMDB listing. But one other thing I wanted to mention about Sonit, Um, And that I'm I am uh, so happy for is that your father recently celebrated his 100th birthday. And so congratulations on that. And my first question is, if I asked your dad, what were you like as a child? What would he say?
2: I think I don't think he'll say I was a naughty kid, Uh, (laughs) but I think he would say that I was always driven. I was a driven kid in school and in many activities. And I always was an aspiring person to better myself. I was somewhat competitive, not much of an extrovert, but sought out leadership and community roles. I was an active Boy Scout, and that's where I accomplished that. And I was in many debating teams in Kenya, in my elementary and senior schools. And today, needless to say, is full of pride and glowing with joy as uh, seeing me as president.
1: That's great. Well, it sounds like your childhood habits have really bled into the into your current uh, adult life, which is is fantastic, and I'm sure your dad is very proud. Um, can you tell our listeners how you got into the restructuring and insolvency industry?
2: Uh, sure. You know, like many things, a lot happens by timing, happenstance, and opportunity. In the 1980s, mid 80s, uh, when I moved to Florida, somehow. I ended up getting involved with uh, some cases which became landmark cases by the name of Chase and Sanborn and Alberto Duque, which uh, created landmark decisions in the areas of fraudulent transfer and preference recoveries. I was the financial case-in-chief on those, and I was pretty well getting my feet wet, but the cases ended up being high-profile. So it was one of those situations, if you do well, you are a hero, and if you don't do well, you're a jerk. And I found the work incredibly fascinating. I used to be a regular auditor and accountant. And I said to myself, you know what? This is going to be my passion. I would like to do more and more insolvency work. And with my performance in those cases, I became sought out by other people in the community on similar issues. So I decided to dump being an auditor and start just focusing and pursuing insolvency and bankruptcy work full time and made a boutique out of it.
1: Well, you certainly have done well for yourself, and you've been in the industry for 30 uh, years, almost 30 years. What, what keeps you here? What do you really love about your job?
2: You know, this is like uh, having a constant high. It is uh, about excitement perpetually, uh, a variety of tasks, which vary by the hour sometimes, but certainly every day. And the challenges every day keep me thoroughly stimulated. And each day is different and allows for creativity and thinking outside the box to deal with the problems that one encounters in this area of practice. And that is what is really most exciting about this job.
1: You know, I, I agree with you, Sunit. I mean, one of the reasons I got into the industry was because the beauty of the restructuring industry is that no two cases are the same. But the fun part is you're getting to see the same people. Over and over again, and um, I assume you see that in in Florida as well as you know all across the country where you are that you're running into the same people and that you're really yes. making connections.
2: V- very much so, you know. I mean, the people side of it is incredible, and it becomes like a family to you over the many years, which is has been the case with me.
1: Well, let's let's pivot a moment. Speaking of of groups of people, um, how did you get involved uh, with ABI? You
2: know, over the thirty years or so, I've had many mentors, but in 1994, a person by the name of Trish Redmond, who is somewhat well-known nationally, former president now of the ABI-2, and many other accomplishments, she called me in 1994 when I was a novice getting off the ground and said, Sunit, you want to become a member of the ABI. And I said, Trish, okay. I listened to her and The rest became history, and I never looked back in any negative fashion. And to this day, she and I are fantastic friends. Uh, I still see her as a mentor in many different ways over uh, even in this current uh, role in my life. And that's how I got into ABI. And then I took an active interest in different roles over the many years.
1: And if Trish is listening, I hope she realizes what a great asset uh, and, and accomplishment that was for us. Thank you, Trish. Uh, and I know she's done that for many more individuals. Um, she is certainly a person who, you know, promotes ABI and getting involved. So thank you, Trish, if if you're listening. As the ABI president, you took over as the ABI president in April of this year. Um, you served on you've served on the executive committee, certainly as the treasurer, and then as the incoming president. But Every year, you know, the president, you know, has, has something that they are interested in seeing happen that year. So what is your main priority as the ABI president?
2: My main priority with a one-year term, and I made this very public, was a combination of two things. One is the fact that I wanted to see more and more of our honorees from the 40 under 40 get more involved and create opportunities for them to take more leadership roles. And that's not to say that wasn't the case before, but I think I put a great emphasis on it now that we have a good pipeline of such honorees and uh, stimulated people. So we are offering them and getting them into more committee leadership roles, more speaking panels, and other aspects uh, of the organization. My other very major priority uh, set up or my mission was to launch a task force on the day I was installed uh, and the task force was set up to uh, move immediately. It's to review the effectiveness and assess the Subchapter 5 legislation, the SBRA, to see how effective it has been, review case law, review metrics, get other empirical evidence and get input from people across the country who are practicing in that space. And uh, for those who may have been looking at a lot of the publications and uh, who may have heard me speak at the at my installation, that is a huge effort. It's made up of nine incredibly talented task force members with different roles. It's co-chaired by Judge Michelle Horner of Maryland and Megan Murray, an attorney in Tampa. That's not to say the other seven members are not seasoned, but these two are leading the effort with Professor Sickler as the reporter. And I'm incredibly impressed by all of the nine people. And we had our first public hearing amongst the nine hearings we're going to have just this past Friday. So that is going to be the pride of the moment from my point of view. I think every president aspires to move ABI one step further in some form or fashion. In a one-year role, that's about all you can accomplish. And I picked this effort as being the most achievable effort within the year that my presidency will last. So that is a, a major effort that is under, uh, underway. And frankly, I encourage all ABI members to partake in it. And they actually can be active participants if they go to the website, which is set up for the Subchapter 5 task force, fill in the surveys, et cetera. But the short answer is that is my, my major priority And I hope to accomplish completion of that during the presidency year.
1: Well, in the short six weeks that you've been president, you sure have made a big dent in that. And I know that they've been, they hit the ground running, the task force. So I look forward to seeing what they're going to do this year and and their report next year. What do you think is the biggest challenge the restructuring and insolvency community faces uh, in the future here?
2: That's a very interesting question. I think In this ever-changing environment, and a lot of what is going on in what is often labeled as the AI world, I think it is hard to assess. And the biggest challenge is going to be, how are we all going to be affected, even in the insolvency and restructuring trade by AI? I'm not an expert on AI type of issues, but I think that is a challenge that we are all going to have to educate ourselves about, learn more about it, and understand the implications of it. And what challenges it is going to bring to our world in this, indus- in this industry?
1: It's, it is certainly fascinating, and I know that I plan on having some AI, uh, some uh, guests on our podcast that are going to talk about AI in the future. So, uh, so it w- we'll keep an eye on it. But it changes every yes. day, right? It changes every day. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone who is just starting out in uh, our industry?
2: I would say, like I stated my origin in this, find your passion. And there are multiple silos in this industry. You can pick what what you enjoy most. Find your passion and pursue it uh, with fever. And uh, pick a mentor and try and emulate yourself to then mentor from there. But continue and be persistent. Aim high and don't sell yourself low as you go for those goals.
1: Great advice. And I'm going to finish my questions off. And I hope our live audience will ask some questions um, so that I can pick one more after this. But my last question to you is, what book have you read recently that you would recommend to our listeners and why? It's summertime, summer reading.
2: The most recent book I started reading, I haven't completed it, but I've gone through quite a bit of it, is known as Atomic Habits by James Clear. Some of you may have heard of it. But it's uh kind of a fascinating book and uh, frankly it helps a lot towards achievement of goals and objectives, et cetera. But that's the that's the most recent book I would have touched.
1: Great. Well, hopefully you all can uh pick that book up. I have not read it, so I look forward to to checking it out so neat. Does anyone have any questions? Oh, okay, okay. Here's here's a question. Uh you were born and raised in Kenya. How did you get to the United States? <laughs>
2: Uh, lawyers who have deposed me know the entire history, but <laughs> how did I get to the United States? I finished studying high school uh, through high school in Kenya. I went to London, England to study, became an accountant there under the English system. Uh, went to a business school there, got an MBA, and an international accounting firm transferred me to Canada from London. And I was in Canada for three years before the same firm transferred me to the United States in Hartford, Connecticut. And after four years there, I'd been with that firm for about eight years. I decided I hate cold weather and I came to Florida. And uh, I've been here since 1985 in Florida. And uh, that is the short version of how I made my journey to the United States.
1: That's great, so neat and thank you all for asking your other questions. We're gonna we're, we're out of time, so we're gonna end it here. But I'm sure neat would be happy to answer that, some of those questions in the future offline. So, thank you so so neat for uh, joining us today in our inaugural Party and in Interest podcast, and we all enjoyed your discussion. Thanks to the audience for listening. Be on the lookout for future Party and in Interest podcasts, and if you have a recommendation for someone who You want me to put in the hot seat or you want me to talk to, please send it to me. I'd love your recommendations and uh, we will get them queued up for the Party in Interest podcast. Um, This podcast series, as well as over 300 other ABI podcasts, can be found on our website in our newsroom at abi.org. So until next time, have a great day.